The first reading this morning comes from Psalm 148. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights above. Praise Him all His angels. Praise Him all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him sun and moon. Praise Him all you shining stars. Praise Him you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding you mountains and you hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all nations, you princes and all rulers on earth, young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. The second reading, the gospel reading, comes from Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. I invite you to stand for the gospel reading. At the end, I will say, this is the gospel of the Lord, and your response is, praise to you, O Christ. Luke chapter 7. When Jesus had finished saying all this, in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders to the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned to the crowd following him. Jesus said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. I couldn't help, but when I was reading this passage, I couldn't help but think about that centurion who said, I say to people, go and they go, and come and they come, and I thought instantly, I said, I wish I had that authority. I wish in my house I had that authority. <laughs> and Jamie said, no, no. <laughs> Let us pray to God. Holy and gracious Father, it is good to come before you this day knowing that you have a word, that you have placed a word on our lips, a word of praise, a word of gratitude for who you are and what you do. 
Lord, we are honored, we are amazed that, to know that we are close to your heart, that we are the apple of your eye. And we pray, gracious Father, that you would send that word to us. Speak that word to us. Help us to truly believe it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I'll be preaching from Psalm 148. If I was to ask you, what is the one phrase in Psalm 148 that we said over and over and over, what is that phrase? Let's see if any of you were listening. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord that you were listening. Yes. There is an old Christian lady who loved to say praise the Lord. Every morning she would wake up, she would go out to her porch, she would open the door, she would look out, and she would say, praise the Lord. Now living next to this woman was an atheist. And every time this woman said, praise the Lord, his reply would be, there is no God. They did this every day for many years. Well, one day this woman had some financial trouble, and so she walked out to the porch and said, Lord, I need some help with my groceries. I know you will help me. Praise the Lord. To which the man next door said, There is no God. Well, the very next morning she woke up. She went out to the porch, and there were bags of groceries. And she was so excited, she said, Thank you, Lord, for this gift. Praise the Lord. And at that moment, the neighbor jumped out and said, Ha! I fooled you. I'm the one who got you their gro these groceries. There is no God. And the woman looked at him. She smiled, and she said, Oh, praise the Lord. Lord, not only did you give me groceries, but you made the devil pay for them. Praise the Lord. In our reading from Psalm 148, we hear the, the word praise the Lord. And for some of you who know your Hebrew, you know there's a Hebrew word that, that means praise the Lord. And you know this word. You've said this word. You've said this word every Easter service that you've ever attended. What is that word? Hallelujah. Hallel, praise, Yah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I've told you before that my daughters, first Abigail and now Sydney, they love the word hallelujah. They love to hear it. They smile when they hear it. They love to sing it. They love especially when daddy sings it to them, when they're tired at night, when they're scared. I just sing hallelujah to them over and over and over, and, and it never, they never tire of hearing it. They love it. And why not? It's one of the great words ever created. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's say it together. Hallelujah. Well, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll say hallelujah together. Hallelujah. Let's say it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
One more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow, you're pretty good. Doesn't it feel good to say that word? Hallelujah. It just rolls off the tongue. Hallelujah. God designed us to say this word. God made us to say this word. God delights in us as we say the word hallelujah. As we sing the word hallelujah. As we write the word hallelujah. It's a beautiful word. In our psalm, the word hallelujah occurs 13 times. And the picture of 148, Psalm 148, is so beautiful because it begins by saying, praise the Lord, and it begins in the highest of heavens. As we hear of, of the angels and the archangels and of the stars and the moons and the waters above that were created by God, all praising God. But the praise doesn't stop way up in the heavens. It comes down. In verse 7, we, we hear that everyone on earth should praise the Lord. And what's so beautiful, heaven, earth, have, many of you have heard this psalm during Christmas time, and Isaac Watts wrote a hymn based on this psalm that you know so well and you've never tied together. It's joy to the world. And that little chorus, let heaven and nature sing, let heaven and nature sing, let heaven... I won't bore you with my singing. But that's what this psalm is doing. Not only do you praise God in the heavens, but let nature, let earth sing. And you have this beautiful call in 148 of hail and sea creatures and fruit trees and mountains and kings and peasants and old and young, male and female, all called to praise the Lord, to say hallelujah. What a beautiful, beautiful psalm. In fact, when you read this psalm, you can quickly discover that there are two questions answered in this psalm. The first question is, why do we praise the Lord? And the second one is, how do we praise the Lord? Well, the why is answered in verses 13 and 14. Verse 13 says, Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name is alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the trees and the heavens. He has raised up for his people a horn, the praise of all his saints of Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. In other words, why do we praise the Lord? Is because he alone deserves to be praised. He alone is above all things. He alone is the one to be praised. But even more than that, it says that this great God who deserves to be praised has done something for his people. He has raised up a horn. Now, for you who know your Bibles and think about Christmas time, when do we hear the words of God raising up a horn? I'll give you a hint, Luke 1. Zechariah, praising God saying that God has raised up a horn of salvation for his people. That God has sent Christ to deliver his people. And this Psalm 148 is saying, why do we praise God? Yes, it's because he's exalted above the heavens, but there's more. Not only does he deserve to be praised, but he has come down. 
in the person of Christ and has delivered his people. Why? And this psalm tells us because we are close to his heart. This great God, think of it, who is so big, so exalted, so over everything. His great joy, his great love, his reason that we should praise him is not only because he's big, but he comes down and puts on flesh, delivers his people because he loves them, because he loves you and delights in you. And any of you parents, you, you can understand just how beautiful this is when you think of your little child when they were little children. And they might have fallen or they might have done something. <laughs> and when you come up to them and they lift up their hands because they need a hug and they need to know that you love them, that's what this psalm is getting after. This great God who's glorious has come down he has raised up a horn. He's delivered his people. Why? Because he loves them. Because he loves you. It's the best reason to praise God in the whole wide world. You have been loved by God. You are close to his heart. You are the apple of his eye, as the Bible tells us. That's why we praise God. Big, glorious, yes, but more than that, he has delivered you out of love. So now the second question. How do we praise God? Does a person have to actually join the choir, sing in the choir to praise God? And the answer is, I hope not, because I've heard some of you sing. (laughs) No, the answer for how to praise God is found in verses 7 and 8. Verses 7 and 8 say, Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures, and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding. Now you might ask yourself, how in the world does hail praise God? How does hail praise God? And the answer is by simply being hail. That's how the hail praises God. The wind praises God by blowing. The sea creatures praise God by moving, by being sea creatures. Gerhard Frost, that great poet, wrote a poem that that explains this, and the poem's entitled, entitled, Blessed is the Ordinary. Listen to these words. We sat together, this tall man and a tiny child, before the fireplace, enthralled with this her first. And looking up at me, she said, it's clapping. Now I would have said, it's crackling. And so would you, victims of the dulling years. But who is right? Who has really heard? Can fire praise by crackling? No. She's the one who has found the word. Indeed, it's clapping. Praise the Lord. In other words, the fire praises God, clapping by being fire. The wind praises God 
by blowing the hail praises God, by hailing the sea creatures praise God by being sea creatures, by doing what they were created to do. That's how we praise God. On Tuesday evening, I saw a man praise the Lord. He's a pitcher. Steven Strasberg, some of you might have saw him pitch. If not, you saw it on Sports Center. Steven Sp- Strasberg, this was his first major league game. And this man, if you know anything, he throws about 100 miles an hour. 101 miles an hour, has a wicked curveball. For you sports fans, you know what I'm talking about. Steven Strasberg, everyone said, can he live up to his hype? And in the game, he came out, and he was amazing. He threw hard. A couple times, it went up to 101. He struck out 14 batters. He did a great job. It was beautiful. It was powerful. Now, I have a vested interest, as some of you know. He's married to my cousin. So, of course, I really wanted to see it. And the people who knew this came into our deacon meeting that night, and they had some goofy grins on their faces, like, did you see it? And I said, oh, yeah, I saw it. (laughs) But it's more than that. Seeing how fast the ball went, it was great. Or if you've ever seen chariots of fire, when the man is running, beautiful. Or as last week, Ruth Grove, who stood up here, and she's explaining everything about who Jesus is. And then said at the end, I think the gift that God has given me is the gift to run, because when I run, I feel so close to God, and I love it. I love it. That's what's getting at this psalm. When we run, when we throw, when we play, we are praising God. Now, for most of us, we don't have cameras on us when we do our work, and praise God for that. Hallelujah. But God sees and delights in our vocations. God is glorified. Parents, when you care for your children, God is glorified. Spouses, when you love your spouse, God is glorified. Employees, when you work and when you create, it's absolutely beautiful. God is glorified in those things. God was glorified when a group of people made music just a few moments ago. Created music. God is glorified in those things. God is glorified by ushers being ushers. God is glorified by a prayer team praying. God is glorified in all these things. But I know what most of you are thinking. That seems so simple. It seems so ordinary. It it just seems so common. And the answer is, of course it's common. But God loves the common. God loves the ordinary. God loves entering into those small places to do extraordinary things. God loves when his people are simply his people. Painting and laughing and dancing. God loves it, delights in it. God is glorified in these things. 
even more. God loves it when we love it. Watching the choir sing and seeing some of them smile and delight in singing. I know, Priscilla, you want them all to smile. Smile. (laughs) But God loves it. So many of us are so worried about sanctification as though we have to climb this, this ladder when God simply says, I've set you free. Your sins are forgiven. In your freedom, love your neighbor. In your freedom, feed your children. Enjoy it. Love it. Delight in it. In that, you're sanctified. (laughs) And God is glorified. Think of Jesus. Jesus Praise God through his work. It is a good and glorious work. And he even found joy in that work. As the book of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Reformation and guests. I implore you to be you. Praise God in your work and in your play and with your friends and your family. Praise God by simply doing by enjoying, by delighting in it. It sounds so simple, it is! (laughs) And so choir keeps singing, and ushers keep ushering, and parents keep loving, and sea creatures keep swimming. Hallelujah, 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 in Jesus' name, amen.